<laughs> Hello, friends and fellow Earthlings. Uh, welcome to All the Horrible Things, episode 62. We were off last week due to uh, Papa's Day, among other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But today, we are talking alien invasion films. In the past, we talked about the scariest of alien like creature designs and such, but today we're actually going to talk about which of the alien flicks out there kind of get to us the most. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. You'd think there'd be more. You would think there would be more alien movies. Which is something to consider in itself, and perhaps people are suppressing the alien scripts uh, <laughs> because they want the awareness lesser out there. Um, there's a good reason we're doing this topic this week, um, because for the most yeah. part, we're kind of talking about older films. Like you said, there's not enough alien invasion stuff out there. I feel like the latest one with any sort of budget and stardom was the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I think that was I the mean... last one of any worth. Right. And I think before that, there was a, a recent um, Independence Day, right? There was like a number oh, four that came out. Yes. But yeah, yeah, not very good. Maybe not worth noting. But it seems to be something that is done like every five, at least five years. Yeah. And, and the trouble is not all that effectively. And I, I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware, granted, it hasn't really been on mainstream networks, but a really high ranking official. Um, who worked for essentially UAP Recovery Task Force. Uh, a guy named David Grush is very credible. Has come out, he's a whistleblower, saying that there's all of these programs behind the scenes that are being funded by the government in some way, but that Congress has no oversight over. <laughs> and according to him, he has seen uh, hella documentation that suggests not only are, has there been 12 at least uh, otherworldly, because otherworldly ships, spaceships, UAPs, but they don't even know for sure if they're spaceships. And that's what I liked about this guy is that right. he was really not, right. not being like, no, this is not necessarily alien crafts. This could be interdimensional crafts is something he said, which I found Mind very blowing. interesting, right? Uh, but yeah, it's essentially the first like really credible person to come out and he's attempting to get Congress to look further into uh, what's going on? Supposedly, there are July hearings with Gillibrand. I know she's at the, uh, in terms of the Democrats, one of the top ones doing this, and then Rubio as well. Uh, yes. There is suggestions that they're doing this because it's an inevitable disclosure that will come out. And by being at kind of the forefront of this, even though you might look like a crackpot to some now, if it does come out and you were at the forefront of it, both of these two senators have run for president in the past. So it would kind of bolster their credibility when they are running and such and uh willingness to get the truth out to the public um how about you man are you are you a believer where do you stand on this oh yeah yeah i am i i'm not necessarily i mean i i'm somebody who wants to believe right you know i i want i want all of these stories to be real because uh someone said you know they're it's either there are aliens in this universe and and we should be terrified or that we're alone. And that's almost equally as also terrifying. terrifying. Uh, I'm with you in that I believe, but unlike you, I don't necessarily want, I wish I didn't believe because I personally oh, really? think the implications thereof are, uh, 
could be catastrophic for us as a whole, depending on their nature, obviously. But to kind of get back to what this guy was also suggesting is is that there is more than one species and potentially among us already. And not only that, uh, among but us, they have made <laughs> deals with some of these people that are behind the curtain um, in terms of when the disclosure will happen. And I guess the people that are in contact with this, I guess you'd call it intergalactic uh <laughs> confederation or whatever union i don't think that we're ready for it what do you think would happen if the world found out that there's a we got to invest in tinfoil hats well you know uh maybe as as a world it's it's really hard to believe that we could get on the same page about anything right i mean we barely survived this take this lightly I don't take this lightly. Is that we barely survived a, a pandemic? You know. Yes. It's it's there's too many there's too many conflicting things going on amongst countries and and in the movies it's funny. It's like the thing that unifies us all as a world is like alien um, life forms showing up. And I think most uh, of that unification, certainly in Independence Day, had to do with uh, Bill Pullman's just ability yeah. to rally rally people. Yeah, you got to have the right guy and or not. You have the right person in charge, right? Yes. And you know, it's it's kind of interesting that so much of it is secretive. I mean, they I don't know, since the nineteen fifties there have been claims. So they've been keeping this well under wraps since the fifties, and you have to believe that some of this stuff is real. And if people are already starting to believe Maybe you, maybe they are just you know sort of doing like a transitional thing here, and they're slowly trying to the slow get that uh, disclosure. I guess is what they're calling it. A lot of, just, of people, you know, flipping yeah, the lights sorry, on. No, 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 I was yeah, just saying. Yeah, of, you're yeah. absolutely right. I think I'm sorry. I got to take up the tinfoil hat. It's, it's uh, conducting heat within. I don't know how much it's blocking stuff up. You're absolutely right. I think um, if, if, like you said, turning the lights off or on, uh, it would be too sudden, and you need this kind of like gradual release of information and supposedly with this rush guy that is going to demand um that senate look into this and they're going to find programs potentially where there is this reverse engineering essentially is what's going on the reverse engineering uh by these private companies i know like battelle is potentially one of them battle it's like battle but with an ell at the end that's one of the companies that supposedly um, reverse engineering these things. So then you got like these private companies who then would be selling back this technology to the government for a profit when essentially the government, we should, <laughs> that should be ours. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be sold mm-hmm. back sort of thing. So that's one of the issues involved. <laughs> but yeah, for me, the implications on like religion are one of the scariest ones. I think oh, people man. probably will still go on believing, but it's hard to then say that the earth is what only, uh, what do they say, 5,000 years old? Some more Christians. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So I think, yeah, in terms of time, in terms of our purpose, then are we, are we like ants? Are we potentially, uh, you get to that missing link thing, right? Because the closest thing to us on this planet are like chimps or, or something. And right. we are just so profoundly different than them. It's then suggested maybe they were here and accelerated our evolution. Yeah. And they it's essentially like then would show. be our creator. Ancient Aliens, the guy on the History Channel who does Ancient Aliens. Yes, yeah. But you know what would um, be interesting, it, though, is if, I mean, some things would 
start to make more sense, right? Yes. Like the 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 pyramids, the fact that um, around the same time the pyramids in Egypt were being built, you, there are pyramids being built in other parts of the world, and they had no communication. It's just those those weird things that, not to make it sound like conspiracy theories, because right. I don't think that's what's going on here, but it, it's just a kind of hard to explain, right? Wholly hard to explain. But I do like to consider the other end of it, the spectrum here, and that it could be some sort of psyop. All this is coming out, because not only did you have the Grush thing happen, but then there was this really interesting incident in Las Vegas um, with this family who called 911 right. and said that this was after what... Scientists are saying was a meteor, probably a meteor. Yeah, uh, dropped around Vegas. Actually, supposedly the meteor wasn't even close to Vegas. But when this thing dropped, it was very visible. It was green crashing ball, and then this family in Vegas claimed to see ten foot preachers. They kept calling them yeah. preachers. <laughs> so much so that they called the cops on them. <laughs> they called the cops, and the cops actually like kind of legitimized it because like. We're actually taking this seriously because we did just see something fall from we the saw sky. Something too. But the thing is, they've kind of like gone dark since then. There's a really strange uh-huh. business of this family now not wanting to talk to people, but still saying right. that it happened. So there is concerns that this is all like a distraction, kind of only to potentially delegitimize this guy Grush. Uh, by making it seem kind of fantastical and, oh, you've got these creatures in backyards, this is all silliness. Um, but there are those right. that then think that Grush himself has been, like he believes what he's saying, but he's been fed uh, misinformation so sure. that we as the public will get distracted by mm-hmm. this. Granted, I would think that would be more true were it on more mainstream networks because you're not going to find anything about this on CBS or NBC, BBC, you're only going to find it on independent uh, news channels uh, on the web. Mm-hmm. So if it was this potential psyop to distract us from what's what's really happening, you know, uh, you know or potentially uh, as a means to get more money for the military industrial complex, you know, yep, yep, there's definitely aliens out there, so we're going to need some more money, Pentagon style, you know. So there's, for, yeah. for me, I just think that there's too many people that have had very similar encounters and sightings and stories and i definitely like the the nimitz encounter some of these uh videos of crafts that move in ways that are just completely inexplicable to us and they're obviously not drones or balloons um right i think it's plausible and i also don't put it past the possibility of underwater uh, business going on. They might not even be from elsewhere. They, there might be something going on uh, in the earth that we're unaware of. You got the capacity are, to fly. Are you space. suggesting that maybe there was some other form of evolution going on here, and that there are underwater people? Whether they're underwater people or or potentially people from another place that have the capacity to hide under water because I know there's like mountain ranges under under sure. the sea that are like bigger than the ones we have up here they're going to be able to have the technology to kind of create an Atlantean sort of habitable right, zone right. in theory and maybe it's just an outpost you don't know uh, we don't know and that's the beautiful part about it and I think that's why uh, some of these movies about alien invasions or visits can really get to you so I'm coming from the perspective of that it's very likely I would like to see hard evidence, 
closest we've come is some of these videos from very credible people from the Air Force that is, right. this is yeah. a vehicle that is moving like we have no idea how they're moving, like the Tic Tacs and such. Um, yeah. But yes, I mean, we, we the, this is not our show, you know, this is not what we're talking about. This is just the context of which has brought us there because for me, it's very fascinating and very fun to think about, but at the same time, very scary to think about. So. I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. The unknown <laughs> is terrifying. The unknown is terrifying. And uh, something, I think it was, uh, gosh, I can't think of the expert right now. Years ago, he said all all of these movies that have done um, aliens, I think he was actually criticizing Star Wars, that they wouldn't be humanoid, you know. They a lot of times Hollywood displays or you know shows aliens or people living in space. The further away you go from the sun, the less you're going to look like us, you know. Yes, which, which I agree. Into the grays, into the grays, and I think that is that's a very strong point to make. That being said, if you were trying to reach out without just obliterating us trying to get us a message or something like some of these incidents i've heard of the zimbabwe incident um like yeah. 1994 a bunch of kids uh you know saw a ship and creatures come out of it and it felt like they were being telepathically communicated to ultimately warning them about what we're doing to the planet sort of thing um but what if if they are so technologically technologically advanced wouldn't they have the capacity mm-hmm. to look maybe how they wanted uh, to look to us, and they simultaneously don't want to scare us uh, right. or, you know, be something that we couldn't actually comprehend. They would have to present in a means that is understandable, but also like humanoid enough that you're not scared of them. And then if if you ever think right. about like the Greys, because you're right, we're talking about two great great movies here or more. Um, the way that they look it focuses on what we kind of associate the most with intelligence, right? Eyes and brain size. So you have these balloon-shaped mm-hmm. heads and the eyes are right. ginormous. And you got, the, since insinuated that the brain in there is going to be huge. So it's like, okay, we are like you, but we're not like you and we're smarter than you. So be aware of that. Granted, yeah. they're, they're usually pretty flimsily bodied. You know what I mean? They're So oh, yeah. you could probably beat they're, them up in weak. a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there are so many different variations, right? There's smaller grays, there's tall, thin grays, right? Uh, but they all they all tend to have the same uh, facial features, like you're describing. True. The, and um, commonly, it seems like they have the capacity to kind of like stop you in, in their tracks, to have tele- telepathic powers over you, and that, right. that just happened in this Las Vegas incident. The kid right. who called nine one one says, I, "I looked it in the eyes, and I felt like I was I was frozen, like I literally could right. not move." So, yeah, uh, let's talk about the most impactful one to you. Let's start with you. Which which of these gray movies that have been released um, hit you the hardest? Oh, I'd have to say the movie Signs. Yes, that's you my know, number I one mean, as well, too. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan Signs. It was it was. Um, displayed to us as what a first contact might actually look like you know like uh he was so smart about that like because you know there's going to be eyewitnesses there's going to be cell phone footage of it that like when they want to be seen they'll be seen 
but the you know the, they're at the birthday party or they're showing the kids the, at the, the birthday party yeah. in South America. It's one of the best best scenes in the film. Like yes, it, it, it displays. You know, it's it's almost like reminiscent of the Sasquatch being caught on on film, right? You know, like that's that exactly profile. what it's like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that Brazilian think... birthday party walk across yeah. the alley uh, shot is, I mean, people have actually used that in the last Chills. couple of weeks who haven't seen signs. They put it up there and like yeah. TikTok, this is, this is the footage. <laughs> You're like, no, we've seen that movie. It. Right. Um, I, for some reason, when I rewatched it, I, I thought that was the first glimpse that we'd gotten of them, but it wasn't. You see mm -hmm. it on the roof. The roof. First. I, yeah, and I think that's why this is so impactful because I can almost, you know, I saw this in the movie theater and and that shot on the top of the barn set chills down your spine. And then you get a better look at it on the tape. And then, you know, we see it at the end of the movie and it's not as scary. No, but it's the definitely ideas... the 2002 dated CGI there when we finally see it yeah. up close in the light. But yeah, the ideas. Yeah. The ideas that... Um, glimpses of them will be caught and it's and it's going to be spread all over internet and television it will spread like wildfire when when although there's going to be a bunch of people who, who question it but in this movie the thing that is so amazing about it is like everyone just jumps on on the bandwagon like there are aliens and they are here the crop right. signal you know the the crop uh crop circles what are the actual yeah crop circles thank you are their way of communicating or whatever. But uh, I have to say that's probably one of the better alien films, like first contact films I've ever seen. hundred um, percent. Yeah. It, I want to talk a little bit more about signs, but I, I forgot that I wanted to talk about the history of grays and like where they first popped up. And supposedly in 1891, you got Kenneth Follings B meta a tale of the future was the first one to suggest this balloon shaped head with the big eyed aliens. As far as I could find, there's nothing prior to that, that had that look documented. And then in 1933, Gustav Sandgren's the unknown danger uh, had the template of the grays that we currently think about more than anything. That first one was kind of mm. more just the balloon-shaped, big-eyed, but then in 1933, it was really fleshed out. And then, significantly, in 1965, the Barney and Betty Hill abduction. I'm, I'm not sure you might have heard of this. But, I'm not um, familiar. Yeah, it was this a couple who have claimed who claimed to have been abducted, and that is exactly how they described the aliens that did it. That being said, that one seems like it might have been debunked, but at the same time, you, you, I don't know. The, the debunking could also be planted, sort of. Like, because supposedly they said, oh, this this abduction in the story came out six days after an episode of Outer Limits that was very similar to what they had described. Like, I don't know. How does somebody really con conflate, and maybe one person, but the, a couple to conflate that and to really not get anything from it other than ridicule? Um Yes, that's why yeah. I digress. Back to signs, and let's talk the actual movie itself. Uh, why I think it was so effective beyond the kind of like the, it's like the Jaws of alien movies, right? Because you don't really see it; you just see yeah. little bits of it before you get the full beast right. at the end. Right. Um, yeah. Let's talk casting here for a second, because um, <laughs> I think the fact that it was set first of all in a farm in this remote location, and we're just following the family, made it that much more effective. Well, did you hear who was supposed to have these parts? Because as everyone knows, Mel Gibson is our lead and Joaquin Phoenix is yeah. his brother. Well, um, I had heard that Bruce Willis was supposed to play the, 
really i didn't hear that one yeah really yeah because after they had done after they did um six cents together i think that's who he had intended the role to to be for what do you think how would that have would that made it better or worse in your opinion i you know what it probably would have been about the same i think they're both um maybe not like the greatest actors of all time but they're great leading men and i think I um it certainly works well with mel gibson yeah um i hadn't heard about the willis thing i know that it was offered to clint eastwood mel gibson's role and paul newman at the time because their character was supposed to be considerably older but what he really he had written the part that joaquin gets of uh merrill the brother who swings away at the end was initially written for mark ruffalo so imagine like really? a Bruce Willis, Mark Ruffalo recasting of that. I think that would have been great. Uh, I yeah. love Joaquin, and I was thinking as I was watching it, I hate this character. This character's actually kind of a dick. And if it was yeah. anybody other than Joaquin playing it, I think I couldn't <laughs> have rooted for him. But the way jo- Joaquin Phoenix is able to like take these really dickish characters and make them likable despite what they're actually saying, their dialogue and stuff, um, I got to give it to him because, you know, in the fact that it was like two brothers, I liked the scenario, you know, the widowed yeah, father of two. And I don't know. I didn't really love the, the flashbacks. And I was going to ask you something because um, Mara doesn't like cameos from Mr. Shyamalan. How do you feel yeah. about him being in there as the man who fell asleep <laughs> at the wheel and killed Mel Gibson's wife? Could they have found uh, a better actor? Absolutely. Did it work this time? I think it did. I, I, it I mean, I yeah. yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I didn't have a, a problem with it. Sometimes when the director makes an appearance, it can really take you out of it, which is very dangerous. And like, I don't know if it's that whole obsession with Hitchcock, you know, and like wanting to do like yeah. those cameos, but now he's got role, like dialogue. Like, mm, it's it's risky. It's really risky. But I think in this scenario that that character, um, it's a big character too. But I don't think, you know, I would have cared if it was somebody else or if it was him. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too distracted by it. Um, I think like when he shows up at the end of old, I didn't like that a lot more than this one. Kind of worked at the time for me, right? Right. Significantly, I saw this one in New Orleans. It's like when I go to a new city for the first time, I love going and seeing a movie to kind of affiliate with that city. So yeah. it was the summer of 2002, and I was supposed to be going to the Jenny Jones show the next morning. I go to this party <laughs> where there are these three people in grades younger than me yeah. driving to California, and they're like, we got an extra spot. Do you want in? I said, sure. So I handed the keys to my car to a buddy and said, bring those back. Uh, to my parents' place. I got in the car with these three crazy kids, uh, and the cars broke down at the Mississippi River. Like, the bottom of the car literally just fell out. And we were not going to give up, but we did compromise. Instead of California, I suggested, hey, maybe it was a sign that we crashed down here at the old Mississippi. What's at the bottom of the old Mississippi? New Orleans. None of us have been there and the dude sold what was left of his car for parts and bought us all <laughs> Greyhound tickets down to New Orleans. Uh, and I stayed there for like 10 days. One of those guys who randomly went there still lives there to this day. Talk about strange. Insane. Fate, you know what I mean? But I'll never forget yeah. feeling like a fish out of water, an alien myself in a new town that I wasn't expected to be in, then going and seeing signs there. Uh, it was 
a very memorable movie going experience given how good the movie is and then right. being in such an odd place on top of that. Sure sounds like um, <laughs> an epic story. It to, is fate. Set up the movie. Uh, that's amazing. Um, it's yeah, it's one of those movies that I I can still watch to this day. Like I yeah. love rewatching this movie, and then you get I a little totally disappointed. Agree. Yeah, I would love to see if there's like uh, deleted scenes or something. I've never looked into the DVDs or Blu-rays of it, but I'm definitely curious if there's well, there's more. Let me pose this question to you: Do you think it would be a good idea or a bad idea for a director to say go back? Because I actually had this hey, thought a couple of weeks ago. I had, <laughs> I was rewatching. The Mummy 2 was on TV or something, and they they have The Rock playing the Scorpion King, and it is just yeah. god-awful um, visual effects work. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? You know, they could go back and, you know, quote-unquote yeah. remaster this movie and redo it. Would you mind if M. Night Shyamalan did a new version of this movie and redid the end to make the alien more terrifying? I would love that. I think that'd be a great idea. It's definitely right for like a re-release, especially if there yes. is some sort of disclosure yes. this summer, like people suggest there's going to be. I think that would be great. I'd see it in a heartbeat. Granted, it does have the Mel Gibson problem. You know this. That is its biggest issue, I think, in terms of, I don't know, longevity, respectability. Uh, sure. It sucks, but that's the truth. Um, one thing I also really liked about this film was it came out in 2002 and this was literally the summer, not even a year had passed before 9-11 and essentially what it echoes is all of the world watching this horrible thing happen right. on TV together yeah. that yeah. you know had such implications so I thought it actually was doing deeper stuff than Shyamalan's movies, do. I don't know if it probably wasn't conscious I'm not exactly sure timeline of when it was filmed and such but certainly, thematically and uh, mimetically, I guess you could say, it was mimicking what was actually kind of just had happened. Because aliens are kind of like terrorists in a way, and impossible to relate <laughs> with beings that want to kill you, you know? Well, right. At least the Hollywood versions, yes. Uh, we don't know and what of they course, really want. from the sky, too, just like had right. happened then. Right, So it kind of it kind of worked. Um, yeah. How else did it work for you? Of course, the birthday scene—that's the most—that's the most important scene in the whole flick. Yeah, uh, yeah. in terms of the chill factor, because this movie does give you chills. Yeah, I think there's some other really great um, horror scenes, built horror scenes that are, are written really well. Where like uh, the scene where you see the foot of the alien in the cornfield, which looks like a, almost yes. like a corn maze because there's a rose and it right. kind of just gets pulled in there. But there are also just, there's some really funny moments too. And then, and like when they're running around the house and what you think you'd be, uh, what do they think they're chasing teenagers or something? And then they, they, um, they're running incredibly fast too. Yeah. And you think you'd catch something, but clearly these aliens can either jump really high because we keep seeing them on the like top of the, the roof. And, right. uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think just overall, this film does a great job of setting up really scary scenes mm -hmm. absolutely some really good jump scares and you're right i don't know have you seen that the film charlie sheen uh the arrival that's another alien movie where there's aliens that i guess they can look like Washington us too Blade. but you brought up the jumping bit and then one of the coolest parts of the aliens is that is they have legs that bend back the other way so that they could jump yeah. crazy high yeah but despite charlie sheen the arrivals a really really good movie him and terry polo 
It's one that kind of slipped my hmm. mind when we were thinking about doing this. I highly suggest right. The Arrival. I remember being really great. Of course, there's the newer movie, Arrival, that has right. uh, Amy Adams in it. Also good, but I wanted more, you know, Different. for my alien movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other really awesome scare spot for me was when they were in the basement, and then you got the kid up against, I guess it's like yeah. some sort of eating I don't grate know. or I, something. I, I imagine vent. it's, yeah, yeah. And maybe at one point this was like a... Um, you know, led out to like a um, storm storm door or something because it seems like it was a farm, right? So it may have right. had um, that type of entrance at one point and they, you know, redid it. But yeah, there's a really great scene where they're all down there. And um, and it's, there's some sad moments too where they're setting up their like their last meals and he's like, we can have whatever we yes. want. And they cook all those meals. And just that was really a powerful like, moment. It was Definitely. powerful. Yeah, because like, oh my gosh, is this family going to get wiped out? Right. I guess the only Scary. aspect I didn't like, you're absolutely right. That moment where he's like, we can all eat what, our, what we want. It's our last meal, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and then he breaks down at the table. <laughs> the thing that always bothered me about the film, I'm kind of over it now, I guess, is just the whole religious undertones wasn't my favorite. Right. But granted, it is really speaking to what would happen to so many people with faith. Yeah. I feel like the only thing is it kind of does the inverse of what I think would happen in that I think aliens would make she people lose their faith more. He yeah. is then because of this swing away and his wife's prophecy of how to kill the aliens, yeah. water everywhere. There's definitely issues I have with yeah, um, yeah. the mechanisms uh, in which but, they end the movie with. But yeah, right. I was gonna say, but on paper, when you if you were reading it or writing it, it is a really cool yeah. foreshadowing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just you know, I I think it's. In, the, in that moment, in that scene, that you're already looking at this alien, and it kind of takes you out of it because there's a great shot where you see the reflection of the alien in the TV tube that's turned yes, off. That was good, and that still, yeah, that still kind of works. And then they straight up show you, and then the the alien's got this gas that comes out of its wrist, and the reason he's got asthma and his lungs shut down is for this moment too. That's a little bit of a stretch for me, right? But like he evolved somehow. Like, that's why he has asthma. Doesn't necessarily make sense for me, but, you know, a fun way of connecting dots, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's but, what um, that's what he does. You know, he's got to yeah. give that Shyamalan twist or at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's forgivable based on mostly the, the mise-en-scene, the, the mood that it creates throughout the entirety yeah. of, of the film. Um, it made, this is, this is like one of those things where this movie just banked on video. You know, oh made yeah, crazy yeah. money on video because um, it only made seventy-two million uh, opening weekend. I theatrically. guess, which is actually oh, okay. pretty good. Oh no, 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 you're right. It was yeah. theatrically in the states, but it made almost that amount just in rental alone. I don't think that would be wow. the case in streaming today. So, mm-hmm. um, but that being said, compared to other films, it's not a lot of money, and that's what I've kind of noticed with all these alien movies is they don't really bank, and maybe that is part of why they don't get made as much and not right. as profitable. I think maybe Cloverfield is the one that made the most, but I well, digress. Cloverfield probably profited because their budget was a lot smaller. That, so they, too, that too, that too. Yeah. Um, uh, let's talk about- That is interesting though, because, no, I was gonna say, because that that is still at a time where, where blockbusters should have been, you know, coming off of the success of um, Sixth Sense and Invincible, I think, uh, came out before Signs, he probably 
that was probably looked at as kind of a failure. Yeah, only bringing relative. in seventy-two. Yeah, I mean that Crazy. being said, he does call it his biggest popcorn flick, which I think is fair, despite the yeah, fact that it moves fair. a little slow. I think it is that one where like you're kind of nervously just eating the popcorn and waiting for that yeah. jump scare that you're going to lose half of your bag to. Uh, yep. Okay, what other what other gray movies? Because we're going to talk great great films here primarily, <laughs> um, and, and for me, talk about then why they're more scary than some of these more larger scale. Uh, alien invasion films with more insectoid or squid-like creatures. Is there another gray movie that hits you? You know, it's something that I haven't watched in a long time, and I I wanted to rewatch, but I I couldn't find it. But do you remember the the uh, um, the film The Fourth Kind? Yes, um, but n- not yeah. well. Same, and I really wanted to rewatch it because it deals with um, grays and I and um, visitation. It's uh, Mila Jovovich, I believe, isn't it? Uh, right. That, there's parts of that movie that stick in my head, and that's why I really wanted to rewatch it. But to me, it sort of laid the groundwork for Dark Skies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And which the fourth I kind had, is actually based on a real woman, like a like a case. I think. Yeah. Yeah. A real yeah, case. I think you're right. Um. I don't know if you want to just. I, I yeah. Let's never talk Dark Skies. Darks. I had never seen it before, just watching it for this. Um, really? Yeah. You just watched yeah. it for the first time? I, oh, my gosh. I think it kind of just went under the radar for me, even though it's a Blumhouse film, I believe. Um, yeah. I, there are there are things I really like about this movie, and there are things that I think may be too slow. Um, okay. Yeah, I... I, I'm I'm a big fan of it, but I get where you're okay. coming from. It did not get good reviews. A lot of people. I mean, Dude. one of the biggest criticisms with it was it has a consummate dexterity of worn out horror devices. So it was doing yeah. things like it moved. I felt fluidly, but yeah. uh, the tropes were just so redundant. I guess you could well, say, but they still worked for me because the alien design in it was scary as hell to me. The way that you you have the grays, but they kind of have this like neck; they can barely even hold up their own heads. So they right. kind of got this like hunch to them that I thought was really effective. And yeah, I, I felt Carrie Russell sold it personally. I I, I was going to say Carrie Russell's performance is is really really great. Uh, to your point about um, how the aliens carry themselves, I think in, in my mind, and I like to think this is what the filmmakers were doing, and is like to sort of use your own knowledge of what what it might be like if an alien was to come down here it's probably not the same gravity density and maybe that's why they have to carry themselves differently and it's just little details like that that i liked but overall i think this movie was probably pitched as like we want to make paranormal activity with aliens you know it has that feel feel that way a hundred percent it was like they were malicious spirits more than anything and i think that's probably why i put it in my top two scaries because this certainly more so than signs because signs is more about just they wanted to take over the planet right these grays want to mess with you they get pleasure out of toying with you um and there's you know it's very cliche scene but they have to go seek out the um expert on aliens played by jk simmons who kind of goes over the uh the grays the insectoids and the reptilians but how the grays really are kind of just mean and sadistic in a way 
because they'll yeah. bat you around until they finally decide, not decide, I think they've decide, decided prior who they're going to take from the family for whatever right. means. I, I, who knows what's going on with that. But I, I thought it, they did a good job of making it seem like it was going to be the youngest kid and then be the yeah. elder boy. I didn't see that coming when I first saw it for the first time. It wasn't super clear to me. Granted, I'd, I'd forgotten that he had these crop circle-esque designs. It's a, what do we call them? Geographic designs. Uh, no, geometric. Geometric designs that were branded onto the kid. Um, right. So I guess I shouldn't have been that surprised. But um, I, I really liked that. The I know a lot of people criticize it, but when they just mess with the kitchen stuff at the beginning and like set yeah. it all up in the strange for oh. some reason that to me got me i i found it yeah. scary and a lot of people thought it was goofy but it worked well, for me to me it looked like they were doing a um i had compared this to uh to another movie but the, the one that's coming to mind is poltergeist in the beginning when uh, they, they start yeah they stack the chairs they do they mess around with the kitchen i kind of felt like this was like a an homage to that to that scene uh, yeah. It's. It, I also like. Yeah. It seems sort of playful, and then you're like, they're really just messing with you. They right. kind of want to make you feel crazy, and to the point where your life. It, it's just one big research project, right? That's all uh, humans are. To right. Them. Yes, and part of why I really like it is because, unlike signs, I feel like this is horror based. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely more yeah. more of a horror alien movie than anything else. Um, Signs does have elements of horror, of course, uh, but it's more like suspense for me in Signs, where this one is literally when you got the people like just walking in a trance and then their mouth just opens. And you know, when the kid is in the park and his mouth opens and he wet his pants, I don't know. For some reason, it just had, like you said, that's a perfect blend of of paranormal activity and alien film. It just, it worked for me. But there are the cliches like the alarm systems going off. You do have the trance-like possession going on. Of course, your expert explains everything that's going on to them yeah, and how the exposition. Before. Birds crashing into the window. Uh, and that's one part I don't really love. It's just too obvious a right. um, direction to go with it. But as a whole, I really liked it. And I've seen this one a lot. That's why I'm shocked you missed it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it was sort of just hand and like i i decided not to watch it for whatever reason um it's also interesting that i mean i know that there's not a ton that they show but it's was uh only pg-13 uh when i felt it dealt with some other serious like um home-like behavior when they first see all the the bruises and stuff on the kid Mm. you feel like something's something's going on at home and even even carrie russell blames the husband and, um, yeah, I, I really felt like it still kind of deserved an R rating and maybe that would have helped it overall. Cause I think sometimes people see trailers for stuff and like, oh, PG 13, I'm not seeing that. And I think yeah. it can be the death of a movie. So yeah, they should have leaned know, maybe... into the horror aspect more and yeah, yeah I've gone the extra mile with it. I totally agree with you there. Um, the other one I just wanted to mention because I had been trying to find it for a while. I finally got a hold of it. Because I remember as a kid, and when I worked at video stores, I never rented it. I was always scared just by the cover of it was Communion. And I was going to say, is it the Christopher Walken movie? Right, which is actually yeah. based on a book and a supposed experience of the person who wrote the book. Um, and I, I watched it, and, and it's certainly not that 
Gary uh, in the context of other things that you've seen. Right. But for 1989, I think it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it does things I haven't seen before. It really kind of deals more with how a, a person can move on or get, not even move on, but accept what has happened to them, an abduction um, sure. and the implications then on his real life and on his sanity. It wasn't as flashy as some of these other ones because it was really rooted in the domestic relationship between him and his friends and his wife and, and son. And, um, but as on, on the uh, cover, on the sleeve or whatever, you you, ju- you do have that stereotypical- the alien's it, head, right? Yeah. With the cephalod, cephalod, how do I don't know how to say that? Cephal, cephalopod, cephalopod eyes, like eyes like a squid or an octopus would have sort of thing. Right. Um, and it just, it got me, man. I don't know. And Christopher Walken's performance alone is, is worth watching it for, but it's, it's, it's cut really weird. It's a very hmm. oddly directed in the produced film. It has a lot of strange cutscenes. I think that speak to his own, uh, mental breakdown. But what's weird about it is, is yes, okay, your stereotypical aliens are scary, but there's a secondary alien in this one, which are these small little like blue munchkins and kind of look like little blue Ewoks in a way, who are the ones that kind of do the physical stuff for the more brainy uh, stereotypical yeah, the, alien. The minions, yeah. They are like the minions, but they just look like they're straight <laughs> out of Star Wars or something and not at, uh-huh. they're not at all scary and it takes away any sort of like gravitas the film might have that's too bad because yeah i guess they were called cobalts or something and cobalts are like creatures that live within the earth too so what i found interesting is that it was kind of dealing with both the space uh extraterrestrials and then these super terrestrials i guess you could say the ones that live within uh that are working with them but i digress i i can't recommend it but it um it did something different that's for sure sure but even though it was cheesy, I'm going to argue that compared to the other sort of alien invasion films, they take the cake because they deal more with psychology. Um, of yeah. the non-gray slash more intimate uh, depictions in film, which ones do you like and why? Well, something that we didn't talk about, but it sort of just pops into my head when I think of it is Mars Attacks. <laughs> it is yeah. such a fun movie. Such a it really fun is. movie. Um, I mean, yes, you have um, the Tom Cruise-led War of the Worlds. You have... Right. Which is such an amazing first act. Yes. Yes. It's so good it at the beginning of... and trails off. It goes where you don't want it to go. Right. Uh, just the whole scene I mean, of everyone gathering around when the, the pulse from the, the street... Uh, and then everyone gets zapped. Just that first scene with the lightning too, the the mood that he creates in that War of the Worlds was great. And but then oh yeah. You have shit characters. Like the sun was the worst. I hate that sun in that movie. I know I brought that yeah. up multiple times. Um, but what else? I mean, there's there's Independence Day, which we sort of talked about the fourth one earlier, but I think it might be one of, I mean, if not the most notable, I think yeah. one of the most popular. Um, yeah. Just because I, I think everyone's seen it, and it has some really amazing... I mean, even in the trailer when you see them just destroying buildings, and yeah. I think the White yeah. House gets it. But it's, um, it kind of has the same problem of um, showing what the alien looks like, and it's... 
I think you know not that movie's scary going when on. you see it. No, and I think everyone's got their own idea. So when you see it, you're like, oh, ruined. You kind of wanted yeah. it to be a gray, but instead it's more of like a, um, I don't know what. There's got to be another like a Men in Black it. character. You know what I mean? Yes. I hate to say, but it, yes. it felt like yes. it was in the same world as Men in Black, and it just couldn't right. take it seriously. And you actually bring up a point that I wanted to make in that these larger scale invasion ones, the scares don't necessarily come from the aliens. And oftentimes they're really bogged down in the humor. You know what I mean? I know that right, from right. my perspective, they're bogged down. I'm sure for an audience, you maybe need that, but they don't take themselves seriously. Um, and even like the ones I was going to mention, Edge of Tomorrow, which I absolutely adore right. that movie, um, but it, it does have so much humor in it that it does kind of take away from Sorry. the you know the effect for me because the scariest parts of movies like Edge of Tomorrow, Independence Day, or even Starship Troopers is that so many people die. You know what I mean? We don't they're yeah. not characters that we know, but it's just like catastrophic. The, uh, yeah, catastrophic casualty <laughs> numbers. Um, I mean, that's. For me, the turning point in Starship Troopers is when Johnny Rico's whole family is just obliterated and then he decides to right. sign up or whatever. Um, but all of these just are more humorous than they are horrific or sci-fi even, you know? And that, I guess, is yeah. what kills me. I'd much rather have the intimate story uh, I think than so too. the grand one. I think so, too. And I think it's... Um... I mean, there's a place for both. 100%. Right. There's a place for both. Uh, even though they don't make as many as we would like, I, I would have to agree with you. I, I'd like it to lean more into horror because I think, again, the unknown is terrifying. And when you make it an action movie starring Will Smith, it it's more of a roller coaster adventure yeah. instead of. You're right. It's more um, of a ride. It's a, yeah, a blockbuster yeah. versus yeah. yeah, sufficiently horrific. Tale of. Those from beyond, like The Thing, does that really well. We could have talked about yes, it the first yes. couple times I'd watched The Things. It does have a scare factor, and it takes itself seriously. There's moments of levity, but it's rooted in the scare and, it, and the unknown, like you said. Absolutely. Right. And another thing uh, about this, these genre films is that most of the scary ones deal more with practical effects instead of the visual effects. Like, even Signs could have done probably something more terrifying it with a practical alien there. Yeah, uh, Which is interesting because usually when you need a visual effect like that, it's because there's either a lot of them and it would be way too expensive to create all of those practically, or it's so unique and maybe the scale of it, the scope of it is too big to build it practically and make it mm. move. But... I'd have to say, if you made a gray alien film with practical suits, it would be terrifying. It'd be amazing. Yes, I completely give me give me a gray large scale invasion where it has like the Mars attacks without the humor sort of thing. That'd be yeah, great. I mean, yeah. That's what we need. But maybe it's just too close for comfort. I do find it strange if this is supposed to be the big disclosure summer. You got the Pixar's next movie is going to be an alien abduction movie. Did you see that? Really? I did not. That's, that's yes, a lot of fun. It is. I'm excited about it. I mean, it looks obviously goofy and kitty. And but adorable. <laughs> same time. It, yes. At the same time. Yeah. It's becoming something that, I don't know, maybe they're rolling <laughs> it out, man. Maybe they're rolling it out. Oh, that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you. Let's say uh, 
ships do roll in our hovering and there's impending doom, what are you going to do? What's your plan? Well, I think we we all know that major cities go first. I think it's right. fair to say that we need to get out of this city. So I think I'm heading, getting in a car and just driving west, western Illinois, okay. where there's probably have no interest. And then you've got a, a lot of uh, more open area and nowhere for them to hide. I think that's, um, you know, again, living in the city, we don't have our our uh, subterranean bomb shelters, so we can't do that either. True. It's, uh, I will say, yeah. though, I'd be as scared of humanity as I would be this extraterrestrial oh, being at that point yes. because laws I, are done, chaos ensues. And yeah. as somebody who, you know, not a fan of the old firearm, I would be, I'd be Same. S- scared that, that the world would get I think we should get some swords. Uh, let's just get some swords. <laughs> it's or go we could just... Anyway. Go traitor and just be on on side with the aliens. And be like, hey, we're yeah. on your team. Whatever you need, because as long as I'll do anything, but I won't do that. And that, of course, is the anal probing, which it, does happen in community. <laughs> by the way, right, right. You know, we oh know my what's gosh. interesting though. I have to. I just no, have to ahead. mention this one moment from communion because it it really made me laugh a lot. So right before he's about to get anally probed. Like it, th- this weird tube thing comes out of the wall, and one of these little cobalt and little munchkins grabs it. I know what that's And it for. does look like a microphone. And he's and <laughs> Milwaukee and looks at him like, "What are you about to sing? White Christmas?" <laughs> hey, like don't put him. that in my butt. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. It just that was the funniest all of it. No, I just think it's interesting that um, we all we all immediately go to alien invasion when. It could be one of these amazing things where they bring medicines to us that we don't have and they cure all of our cancers. And uh, we just, it's funny that we don't focus on those things. Like, it's like, what can we trade with you, aliens? Do you guys like corn? We got plenty of corn. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I mean, potentially <laughs> our arts, you know, who knows if that's something Music. they're focusing on. Maybe they we're technologically bent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the only thing we got is. Oh God! You can yeah. have you can Kanye. take him. Do all take the him. probing you need. Good luck with that. <laughs> take, um, but that's a really him. good point. Yeah, that's why yeah. I think they're more likely to if to not want to destroy us. I hope. Right. I mean, right. Granted, what's coming out that's... now is that there's different types. Um, but yeah, I think it does seem like they're more of a chimney cricket, you know, than a monstro from Pinocchio. Right. Second second cast in a row, I brought up Monstro. I think Jeez so. Louise. I think you're right. <laughs> but well, only time will tell. True. Until then, True. look to the stars. No, and stay alive. <laughs> <laughs>